0: John Roach tells a story on himself about because anyone could show up at someone's office and cord, there'd be a cordiality about, sure, you're going to see them. A couple of young guys showed up at his office, didn't have an appointment, wanted to see him, and his, his uh, longtime admin said, well, have a seat there, and it, when he gets a, a few minutes, I'll see if he can see you. Well, they sat there for hours, and finally, it was getting toward the end of the day, And she called called, uh, John on the intercom and said, look, these young people have been sitting here all this time. Maybe you could take a few minutes to to meet with them. And he did. And they were in T-shirts. Now, this is back in the day when, you know, and he spent a chunk of time telling them, this is not how you put yourself together to come and see a captain of industry. Uh, And so he sort of was Dutch-uncling with them. And they had a one-page proposal that was written out. And he said, and this is not how you present a proposal. And he spent about f- 45 minutes with Bill Gates and his young, about-to-be partner to wow. set up this. And he, he heard about that from the board for many, many
1: years. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, that we <laughs> could have uh, had Microsoft. But it was
0: char- uh, a characteristic of how receptive the town had been and is is today in terms of people that want to take on an initiative, they'll they'll try to mentor with them and help them.
1: Welcome to Winning Strategies Playbook. The podcast where we welcome business leaders, CEOs, and industry experts to discuss the rise to the top, building wealth, and real estate insights. Here's your host, Jeremy Spann. Welcome to Winning Strategies Playbook. For more information on this show, tune into realtor dot com. That's experienced with an E D, and you can click on Podcasts and. Bob, you don't have to look at that camera. You can look at this camera. Oh, I didn't see it. You got this one. We got two in cameras in sh- it's here. This is the
0: shadow. This is I like downtown. I've never, I have, in the this history
1: like, yeah. of ever never doing my show, I've never had anybody turn around and look at my camera. Well, You're busy looking. I, you have, have your own I camera over it. here. So, all y'all that are driving, you know where to go. Uh, yeah. Click podcast. Go to, and, uh, naturally, before you, if you need to buy and sell real estate, y'all know what to do. Click on the find a trusted. <laughs> But Bob, you're becoming speechless. I I (laughs) am cracking up already. We even started this damn show, and here we go already. So, so anyhow, scroll down and click on Bob Mitchell. And you will learn more about Bob Welcome to the show, Bob. How are you Thank doing? Thank you. I am great. I've
0: been here for 45 minutes, of course, I get, because I walked over from working out. And I could, didn't have to deal with
1: traffic. Yeah, you and your one arm pull. It's yeah. too busy. Turn around looking at the damn camera when you got your own camera over here. <laughs>
0: I thought, oh my gosh, they're going to get this this,
1: right. this nose, no, 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 this nose no, no. That talking. Not, look, look, that's my camera. It looks at me. You have your camera over it. here. I, that got, looks at I get it
0: now. It's it's you see, it's in against right. the black background. Yeah, you don't know even
1: have to look at it. It's just going to record you as you sit there and look gorgeous. Please, for, I blush.
0: I, I mean, <laughs> how old are you now? I, I don't know that you can ask
1: that question, oh, okay. is not okay. This is a more. This is a, this, I think this is a more fair question. Okay, yes, ready? Yes,
0: yes. Was Jesus cool? So I will be seventy five in another month.
1: Seventy five. Seventy five. You still work harder in the gym than me. <laughs> this is me off. Me and Hatcher talk about that all the time. Well, when I start these, when I start, when I start these shows, I always got to start with a joke. Okay. Mainly because when I decided to start doing a show a year and a half ago, my father in law said I had to do a joke, and I intentionally do bad jokes. And I thought this one was fitting for what you do for a living. Okay. Why did the koala bear get the job?
0: I can have not got a clue. Somebody she had
1: eucalyptus? No, no, she had all the necessary qualifications. Oh no. Oh,
0: you yes. are correct. Right. <laughs> you are
1: correct. <laughs> Terrible joke. A dad joke.
0: Not <laughs> not even good. Not even remotely. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, no. But you know what? At least I'm not turning around looking at the damn camera
1: though. <laughs> Okay, fine. So how how are you doing, Bob?
0: I'm doing great. We're having a wonderful time. Uh, I've become this guy, this guy, you know, that uh, says, you want to see my uh, uh, grandbaby's uh, picture? And, of course, what I would use, you always – Well, I figured
1: at your age, you'd be showing me pictures of your great grandbabies. People are
0: scandalized that at our young age, we have just had our first grandchild. We were often – Ireland and Scotland and the baby I was hoping to have a reason to put that in there. And the baby was born while we were gone and we were buying up everything in, in Ireland and Scotland for a for a baby. And let me see there she is at two months old. So I become this guy that says, You want to see a picture of my grandbaby? And now people used to say that to me, and I think, oh, they all look the same. And what if what if it's not a Good looking. Who says, well, that's an ugly one. I mean, so. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's funny because what I've learned out of my in-laws who are also your age is filters age. and caring what you say to other people just goes out the door, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, that's an ugly child, <laughs> right? But this is a very beautiful oh, no. she child. she is gorgeous. She is and, stunning. And so, so basically the genetics must come from Nancy's side, right? yes because this, my, this child is mother, way too good looking to come from your side and, of the genetics
0: and her name uh, her name is uh, eva uh, eva simone elena garza so she's got quite a handle and so we came back and we went up for a week and a half up the hudson to be with her they came for uh, christmas and yeah. now we're going back in 2 weeks for a week up up there so we're we're in hog heaven just becoming the archetypical grandparents.
1: That's know. awesome. <laughs> so it's That fun. is awesome. Wow. Yeah. So first and only grandchild so Correct. far, right? Yes, indeed. Probably yeah.
0: the last. They thought that ship had sailed, so they built this spectacular uh, place on 17 and a half acres to retreat to from the— Williamsburg, where they they and kept the apartment empty for a year and a half uh, uh, during COVID, and they've got bears and deer, and they're less than two hours out of Manhattan. So really, they're, they're really enjoying themselves up That's there. That's awesome. It is awesome, and it's wonderful to have a place to go up to like that and escape to. So anyway, that is that is just incredible. Well. It's fun. It yeah. is fun, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know the
1: yeah. best part and like like not that I want to be a grim so my daughter just turned twenty-one this last weekend. You believe that?
0: You've got a daughter almost my age?
1: Stop it, Bob. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, right. Stop okay. it, sir. <laughs> yeah, right. Stop no. it. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, right, okay. like, like yeah. math for marines, not really good at math, but <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a multiple in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. So she turned twenty-one. And it was really cool. So on Saturday, her 21st birthday, we were up in Fort Collins, Colorado, where she may or may not be going to school. Mm-hmm. Um, was going to school. Not right now. Maybe going back. But you know what? Hey, she's paying her own bills. So as far as I'm concerned, is, uh, as a matter of fact, we had the whole entire family up to Pagosa Springs for Christmas, right? Fantastic. And have you ever have you ever realized that family coming to visit is a lot like Las Vegas? It's really fun for the first 48 hours. At 72 hours, time to go. At 96 hours, you've overstayed. After the fifth day, somebody should probably go to jail at that point, right? And uh, and I love my family. Love all my family coming in. But they were wearing her out seven ways to Sunday. What are you going to do with your future? Oh, yeah, Where then? When are you yeah. getting back in well, school? Because they care. And right? They're concerned and At, it fills the conversation. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and I mean, they were wearing her ass out, right? And so after we put everybody on a plane Monday after Christmas and uh, she and I were running around town knocking a, out a few uh, uh, errands and stuff. And uh, and I said, "Hey, aren't you glad?" Because she was going to stay with us for a few more days before she went back to because or Fort Collins. And uh, and I said, "You glad everybody left?" And she's like, "Oh my gosh, Dad!" She goes, "I was just ready for us to just be you, me, and mom." I was like, "Yeah, me too." I was ready for some quiet. And uh, and she looked at me and she just goes, "Hey, thanks, Dad." And I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Merry Christmas!" You know that you know. Okay, pre pre we got her for so her birthday. Is on January 8th, and then Christmas being the 25th of December, close birthday, Christmas thing. So it's always kind of a weird how-do-you-buy-gifts thing because birthday is a couple days later, basically. So we bought her a trip to go to Boston to do a craft beer and and baseball – Go to a, a a a Red Sox game and craft beer tour. Fantastic, thing, right? Yeah. And then because my daughter loved travel, right? So because oh. we took her traveling all over the right. world, you know, before she left for college, and um, and she was like, you know, so good kid. So I thought she was thanking me for that. And I was like, yeah, it was our pleasure. We wanted to give you a really cool Christmas gift, and we were thinking there. And she goes, no, 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 she goes, not that. She goes, everybody was worrying me about, about what I was going to do with my future, which actually is kind of funny because kind of relevant for what you do right and, and I said I said I said well, yeah and she goes you don't wear me out about that and I says well I said a couple things honey I said first off just like I told you when I dropped you off at college come to college to learn how to learn you don't have to mm-hmm. know what you're going to major in right right, right. And whatever you're majoring in you hell that may change in whatever you want to do later on in life like if I were to talk to myself when I was your age, when I was in the Marine Corps, of course, I kind of took that longer route, kind of dropped out of high school at 17 and go do that whole thing. But I was like, I thought I was going to be a Marine the rest of my life. And then that didn't turn out to be true. And then I got out and hired on to Fort Worth PD, and I thought I was going to be a cop the rest of my life. And, and a restaurant true. And, and a real so estate far, mogul. Yeah, I, yeah you, so you, forth, you, so forth. And I yeah. said, so you don't have to know where you're going to be in your future. I just want you to be happy, but I want you to get the college experience and learn how to learn because those tools and assets. And I said, and secondly you pay for all your own stuff. Cause we had a, a little gap situation a year ago right. where we were paying for everything, but you kind of got to go to class for me to continue to pay for everything. Yeah, all that. She made, she made a believer out of me to yeah. go, I'm no longer going to pay for things if you're not going to go to class. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, so I said, if you're not going to go to class, you need to go get a job and you need to pay your own damn bills. And so for the last seven months, she's been paying her own rent and all that else stuff. So I said, honey, I feel like if you are a responsible adult that is going to pay for your own stuff and I don't have to pay for you, then I kind of don't get a say in your future at that point. Not unless you ask. Right. Right? Unless you ask. And she was just like, I really appreciate it because everybody else wear me out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, Aaron and I were talking about this during the 45 minutes we had to chat. uh, (laughs) Please keep reminding me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And she was asking about my daughter up in New York and. And uh, how she got involved in AI platform stuff and all that. And I said, well, uh, it was interesting when she was 13 years old, 14 years old, and she was fretting about what am I going to do to my wife. She said, Mom, what am I ever going to do? I, have no, I haven't got a clue what I'm going to do. And my wife told her at the time, don't worry about it. Just get a great education under so you can write, communicate, uh, uh, because what you're going to do doesn't even exist now, and it's turned out to be absolutely 100% true. Yeah. And she's living the dream up in New York, which is wonderful.
1: That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, normally when we do this show, we usually, you know, go back in, in time to go, hey, tell us about where you came from and how you got to where you're at. I like for us to kind of shorten that because you're 800 years old, so if we told the story of you, we would be here for nine hours <laughs> talking about your timeline. Yeah. But no, hey, seriously, where, so where would you grow up? Because you're not a native Texan.
0: I, even though everyone assumes I am because of my, my accent. accent, yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yes. I so I get the I get the drill. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a first generation Chicagoan. I grew up in the South Side of Chicago, and my family, as well as my wife, uh, were stunned when I came home one day and said, "You know what? We need to go take a look at Fort Worth, Texas." And they finally stopped asking about ten years ago. When you coming back? We've been here 40 years because we are crazy about Fort Worth. We are home. But in any event, grew up in in uh, Chicago, went to uh, Marquette, and then Loyola uh, was all. It was very idealistic. Wanted to do something where I was going to help help people. You remember those? those well, maybe you don't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: you I know. probably got a better memory uh, than uh, I don't know. Uh, You're uh, just uh, pretty uh, good memory. <laughs>
0: but uh, I, even at one point. Considered going into the seminary and using the church as a vehicle, not because I was religious, but because I thought it would be a way to supercharge, impacting the most the most uh, people potentially. Worked my way through uh, college at Loyola in the psych department uh, at Evanston Hospital, and learned a lot about people stat uh, in that in that scenario, and also learned that that. Hospital work wasn't necessarily all about others because the administrative people and the, the the doctors and the nurses, everyone's wor- wor- working on their turfs. And so I finally decided, you know what? I'm going to go into business where everyone knows that there is, you know, there's there's other agendas than just just helping people. And that's how I got into banking and um, I was a banker in downtown Chicago, then up in Lake Forest. What they call upscale banks. So when Bill Connor, uh, you know Alcon Labs is Alexander Connor, when they were going to do this this financial services conglomerate, and they they uh, hired a guy that had gotten me to come from Chicago to Denver for an upscale bank, and then when he came here to to put together their their uh, first entity for this financial services conglomerate in the early '80s. I, he got a hold of me and said, "I want you to come down here and and help me with this before we open up the first uh, bank." And I said, I, "I shouldn't. This is not necessarily what I want out there, but I did say, I, I was.' We were.
1: Where the uh, hell is Fort Worth, Texas?
0: <laughs> we used to. Nancy and I used to go down to the the Broadmoor a few times a year just to to, to you know to zone out. Oh. And I'm sitting there looking at uh, we'd be at the Broadmoor West, looking at the lake with the mountains reflecting and and I'm 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 on the phone with him. I said, "Now, you want me to go from here to Fort Worth, Texas, where there's big-bellied sheriffs and cactus and tumbleweed and sand." And and he. Well, said, that's what
1: it looked like back in uh, 1920 when you moved here. Yeah, nice.
0: He said, "Mitchell, just come down for a, a, a vacation. See what I'm doing for a weekend." And uh, I did, and it was it was incredible. Now a lot of the. Buildings were boarded up downtown between the Tandy Center, the Worthington, and and the Fort Worth Club. But the excitement about the potential was palpable, and uh, we just were crazy about the people. And uh, the following week, I had Nancy come down, and we lived at the Worthington for a couple of weeks while we got the sea legs going. And it was billed as, this is great, going to be great. It's too good to be true what's going on down here
1: Is that when the basses were starting to get involved?
0: uh, That was – Charles Tandy had just stopped being – well, he had died. So it was just transitioning. I mean literally it was just transitioning. There were – unless you were in the – deep in the uh, uh, captains of industry uh, investment world out of New York or if you – People just generally didn't know who the basses were. In yeah. fact, when the fellow that got me to come down from from uh, Denver, uh, he was chairman of the board of a few banks and I was president and CEO of one of them. And when I was asking him, so tell me what what is it like here when I'd come down that first weekend, he said, well, it's fascinating. Uh, he said, there's perfectly nice people drive Cadillacs. There's the bass family here. And he said, I was at a cocktail party where someone said, well, do you know the basses and and said, I responded. Oh, of course I do. They were the ones that helped develop the, um, uh, not Aspen, the other one, uh, uh, which was brand new at the time. Anyway, a glitzy uh, ski area up in, in uh, Colorado. And, they, and the socialite turned and said, not those basses, not the little basses, the big basses here in Fort Worth. I mean, people just did not know that much about them. They were not in the media like they have been in the last 20 years. So it was it was very interesting. Fort Worth's a very – it's a, a, a f- fascinating folks who do not talk about themselves. You have to pull it out of them. And it's a very cosmopolitan territory. Even when we moved here and there were only 350,000 people. Now what, here it is 40 years later and we're
1: – What, a million now? Close, close, to a million, right?
0: close to a million and, yeah. and the 12th largest uh, city in America, f- fastest growing or one of the fastest couple of uh, large cities growth-wise and and really about to get supercharged with what we chatted about for a moment there. The Texas A&M uh, campus that's going to be going in here next to their law school will be a game changer for a bunch of the town because there's going to be a, corporations that are going to be doing uh Joint work with them on on uh, research and development. It's just going to be even more exciting, and it's been crazy exciting so far for the last forty years.
1: So, so this friend that brought you here, yes. do I assume correctly? Our friend Terry Ryan.
0: Yes, I didn't know you knew Terry Ryan. I thought you were. How do you I thought you were too he young me. to know Terry no, Ryan. No, he
1: helped me start Cowtown Warriors. Remember? No. You did not know
0: that? No, Clint Weber, I knew, helped start. No, Clint. Clint
1: didn't come in for a couple of years after.
0: Oh, no, so, I had no idea. So, Terry Bryan. So, did. So, so, well, he was a Marine. He went to AL, and he yeah, was that's a Marine, right. that's, before, af, I guess, after he went yeah, to EL. He
1: he, he, yeah, he was in the Marines in the 50s. So the, here's how the story goes on the birth of Cowtown Warriors. Sure. So I wanted to start, you know, this foundation for helping Wounded vets. You know, you've been... To, Oh, yeah. I'm near yeah. every event, every yeah. year, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Where 100% of the money goes local moon events. Stuff All like that. that. But I had no idea what I was doing in building a nonprofit, right? Right. But you've, I mean, you and I have known each other over a decade now. At least, yeah. Yeah. And I think it would be a fair assessment that I don't really have to have knowledge on something, but when I get something in my head, I'm going to go do it. You run right. with it. Yeah. Right. right. And, and whether it's going to be really good or really bad, oh, I'm yeah. just like, hey, I'll give it a <laughs> Let's shot. Do that. I'll give it a scholar yeah, try. Right. Right. Yeah, right. And uh, so I was trying to do this, and I was absolutely struggling. It was falling apart. And our first event was January 18th, 2014. Wow. And uh, yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. We're coming up on the have for Marines, eight, was like be eight eight years, eight, eight, Eighth know, event, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. last year got tank because of COVID. Um, uh, and you've had Gordon right.
0: England, uh, the Secretary of the Navy, right. uh, interviewing the various the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and you'll have Pete Guerin, Secretary of the Army, yeah. in the uh,
1: audience, and you had Perry last, yeah, last right. year as your yeah, speaker, yeah, yeah. Governor yeah, Perry. Uh, yeah, you know, all these, you know, yeah. and it's really funny because people always ask me, they're like, "How do you get?" The Commandant of the Marine Corps, the Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Governor of Texas, to come to this, and I was like, you know, if you haven't got a chance to meet me, it, it, I talk a lot, and it is amazing what people agree to if I'll just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I see, and I relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So it's- I'm down it. So what people don't realize about Fort Worth is it is the biggest small town on the planet. It and 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 and. Everybody knows everybody. Right. And the networking mecca of Fort Worth is the Fort Worth Club. Right. Right? Right. Absolutely. And so I was down in the athletic center. I just got finished working out because I started going in the afternoons because I was tired of watching you do one-arm pull-ups <laughs> in the morning. And I was sitting there, and I overheard Terry, never met him, but he was talking to someone else. And this is before they did big renovation. It was, you know, I had the old metal lockers down there. Oh, and you yeah. You could see over them, remember? Oh, Lord. And I, yeah. and I was changing and i could see over it and he was talking to some other member who had a kid that had just graduated ocs and uh and and so i kind of picked up on terry was a marine back in you know 1852 <laughs> or whatever right. it was yeah. so anyhow i said i said hey sir i said you're a marine and he goes that's the rumor you know and i was like me too and we started talking so that's how i got I met terry and I knew James Korth, right? He right. Now, Colonel Korth. Yeah. Right. All six foot, seven inches of it. I think he's yeah. six, nine.
0: Whatever it is. Right. When he puts Much smaller than us, When he right? puts that outfit on that, you know, makes your shoulders big and your right. waist small.
1: Right. Holy cow. Well, I don't know if his waist yeah. is that small anymore. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he is a presence. One of these days, I'm going to get him on this show, right? <laughs> Oh, you should. He's a oh, presence
0: I, anyway. But then when, oh, he's yeah. not, when he's in the full regalia at your event. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah.
1: You can't miss him, right? Yeah, right. And, and yeah. so anyhow, things started falling apart. And so, you know, I'm not afraid to pick up the phone or go just actually I've, I've learned to get more self-awareness in my older age. I would just show up to people's offices, right? And I literally showed up to his office and I was like, hey, do you remember me? And he's like, yeah, I remember you. And I was like, hey, so check this out. you over here and you have this bank. And I need money. And he was like, Southwest oh.
0: Bank, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, he goes, and he goes, what can I give you a loan for? And I was like, no, no, no. I just need you to give me money because I want to go start this thing. And he's looking at me and he's laughing, right? He's like, who the hell are you? Like, how do you just walk in here? And I was like, you're a Marine. I'm a Marine. I want to raise money for Wounded Vets, blah, 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 blah. And that's actually... How Caltown got started was so Terry.
0: He had already been a, involved in the beginnings of Absolutely. the Davey O'Brien, so he had already had some experience of yeah. getting a, a, a nonprofit going from zero to. But yes, he was. Uh, he's a Chicagoan. Yep, that's he, right. He grew up uh, uh, in the South Shore area, and I grew up in Beverly Hills. These are South. So we were all South Side Irish, and uh, and he was in the banking business there, and his. Wife then was the the daughter of a guy named Overwortman. And Illinois was, like Texas was, was a unit banking state. This guy had grandfathered, had 28 banks around Illinois anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then Terry got hired away to, to Denver to be with the largest uh, banking operation in the Rocky Mountain region. And some years later, he got us to come to Denver, which was an easier – <laughs> yeah. Sell than, than Fort Worth at first, but we, as I said, we've just been crazy about about this town. But I'm, I'm yeah, I, I'm fascinated that that you knew. Yeah, I, I, I can't I believe, believe you surprised. did not know that. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, no, and Terry is one of my favorite people. The
0: lovely guy who yeah. keeps relationships across time and and space amazingly. I yeah. mean, he because he was in the executive uh, MBA program at Stanford and. Yeah. These people from around the world and around the country i mean is as, as just an example of the kinds of relationship ships he would keep after a a short albeit intensive uh, but a, an incredible guy who married his high school sweetheart subsequently and his son his son uh, John is very prominently involved in fort Worth so it's it's been a fun a fun uh, a fun place to watch others grow as well as I got the opportunity to grow into the fabric of the community. It's really been fantastic. As
1: a matter of fact, you are about is, as, a matter of fact, we make running jokes, is you are like the Kevin Bacon of <laughs> Fort Worth, right? Like, what was the deal? It's like six ways of connection. Somehow you've done a film with Kevin Bacon. It's, it's, yeah, it's and six it's, it's
0: degrees of separation. But. The, but I think it's fair to say because you don't want your folks out there to think that everyone in town is connected. There is and Nancy and I decided 20 years ago that uh, as the town was getting bigger and bigger, clearly everyone doesn't know everyone. Even though there's that sense of if you are in – we decided there's about five clubs in, in the Fort Worth area that – in Fort Worth – Uh, two city clubs, well, petroleum, three city clubs, and four or five country clubs. And we started to realize that if someone belongs to one or more of those clubs and there's a lot of overlap, it maybe makes up 10, now maybe 15,000 people, maybe. They all feel like they all know each other. But clearly, in a town of a million, there's a lot of folks you don't get to know. But it's a very friendly and very, very... uh, I mean, Charles Tandy, when he was holding forth, you could show up at his his door down there at the the place he lived in back of where La Madeleine is now, and you could knock on the door. Uh, a, a maid would come or a housekeeper would come to the door, and say, "I'm looking for Charles Tandy." He'd say, oh, he's back there playing cards in the back room. <laughs> <And> that's how. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, John Roach tells a story on himself about because anyone could show up at someone's office and cord, there'd be a cordiality about, sure, you're going to see them. A couple of young guys showed up at his office, didn't have an appointment, wanted to see him, and his his uh, longtime admin said, well, have a seat there, and it, when he gets a, a few minutes, I'll see if he can see you. Well, they sat there for hours, and finally it was getting toward the end of the day, and she called called John on the intercom and said, look, these young people have been sitting here all this time. Maybe you could take a few minutes to to meet with them. And he did. And they were in t-shirts. Now, this is back in the day when, you know, and he spent a chunk of time telling them, this is not how you put yourself together to come and see a captain of industry. Uh, And so he sort of was Dutch-uncling with them. And they had a one-page proposal that was written out. And he said, and this is not how you present a proposal. And he spent about... 45 minutes with Bill Gates and his young, about-to-be-partner to, be partner to wow. set up this. And he, he heard about that from the board for many, many
1: years. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that we <laughs> could, have had. And, could have had Microsoft. But it
0: was car- a, a characteristic yeah. of how receptive the town had been and is is today in terms of people that want to – Take on an initiative. They'll 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 try to mentor with them and help them. They may not. <laughs> in that yeah. case, they they may have missed a little bit, but it was still a big. It was a big plus uh, for them. They learned a lot, I'm sure, in in the process. And uh, it's just a, a great so this, entrepreneurial town.
1: This is this is a good segue. Is so for the audience. Is Bob has been instrumental. In helping place Marines hmm. into some pretty impressive positions, like the chief deputy of Tarrant County mm-hmm. Clerk's Office, hundred and seventy
0: employees. Yeah. yeah,
1: with the highest, the highest-ranking non-elected official, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The CEO. Of the Catholic Diocese Advancement Foundation, mm-hmm. right, and just a litany of more and more and more, and that always has. It, it was really funny. So Clint Ludwig, it, it, he always, it, he always gives me way, way too much credit. He's like, man, I'm. And I met him, I don't know if it's still down there, West 7th Bar Louis, it was a Marine oh, get together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I had met him. And he goes, Yeah, yeah I'm retiring yeah. out of the Marines and I'm looking for something. And you sent him to see me. Yeah. And, and it was yeah. funny because all I did was go, I mean, I met that guy, I knew him five minutes, and all I did was introduce him to you. And then you hooked him up with, like, I mean, you knocked that one out of the park, right? And, and it, so he, he keeps giving me this credit. He's like, Man, if it wasn't for you. And I was like, Man, I didn't do anything. I knew I you for like five minutes. All I did was give you Bob Mitchell's phone number. I was like, I didn't do anything, but you, but you have been, you have played, and that, and, and that has always like you. You've always had a special place in my heart because of how much you take care of veterans and getting them placed. You have really done an amazing job of helping these vets, not just any vet. Just because you're a vet doesn't mean I mean, but you, you have this gift of speaking with people and understanding the value they have to deliver and matching that with an entity that needs that value and marrying them together. And that is really, really incredible.
0: And I, I appreciate your saying all that. And, and the fact is I did not understand it to be unique until, you know, maybe 10 or 12, 15 years ago. I had to sort of face up to it because folks would be talking about, well, how do we We want to replicate this and all that? And I'm, well, this is just what you do. You take an interest in people and blah, blah, blah. But it is – apparently it is a, a little bit unique. So I do – this is awkward because you're doing to me what I normally do when I meet with somebody and in this town it was really unusual back 40 years ago. It's just how I, I, I process. Uh, and I would I would ask them after we would you know the preliminaries we'd be having lunch or breakfast or something I'd be asking them well tell me about you know how how is it you're you're here you're why were your grandparents here and I'll go and they'll think deep dive by their from their perspective but it's just how I process who somebody is I'm fascinated by how people get to be where they are and what they are uh, now in any event so. I'm usually not doing the talking. I'm usually doing the the questions that pull the information out, so you get a sense of who. And I'll forget names terribly. People think I have this great memory for names, but what I will remember is crazy amounts of detail. And uh, and and when there's a match, I'll try to put people together, which is a little bit of what what you're doing. and what you're describing. You were doing so. Today's Marines, today's military is not what it was 50-plus years ago when I was there. These are all pretty darn educated either between academically or, or and or OJT, but usually both. At some point, they may not have it when they first are, are getting the opportunity, but then they get it while they're there. They learn to be adaptable. And it comes down to translating military speak to civilian speak. But the important aspect is the elements of what they bring to the table. And it is fun; it's great fun. Uh, Wit Smith, uh, the Wit Smith Company. By the way, we just we just closed Friday. Uh, Higginbotham has bought bought the, the company out. Um, but. Wit hates that I would say, I'm not really an executive recruiter. I I don't post. I don't do all that stuff. Folks will come to me after they've – and they've got their own recruiters in company, but they'll have a hard time finding a CIO or a this or a that. And I'll sort of – I'll want to meet who they're going to be working with and reporting to and then I'll, I'll try and match the culture and, and the chemistry because you can always get the technical aspects once you've gotten a chance to understand who somebody is. So it's often one off. It's not, I mean, the, the folks you've mentioned, they did not have a background when someone would go, I know what we should do. We should have, right. them, have them in this spot. Uh, and that is kind of fun, where you're where where you're able to see what initially is not evident to to others, and and they often won't make it through the HR screen. I mean, they they would not because they don't have. I just uh, put somebody with a a captain of industry wanted his own admin. Well, he had been in a position like this before some years back. He wanted the same thing. And I brought him somebody who was a young attorney, and she was not practicing as an attorney, but she was fantastic in terms of organ. And admittedly, the head of HR said, I would have never, that would not have seemed like somebody that would be appropriate for this. Well, she not only continued to run his world and then the subsequent president's world, she continues, even though the family, uh, her husband had, had to relocate to Florida, she continues remotely to do this. And now he needed another in-person person uh, as he, he took a company over. And it's just fun. It's just fun to to, to find these unique uh, scenarios of putting folks together. And it doesn't take long, which is a little bit of a fly in the ointment for the for the folks that have worked at it for a while and weren't finding somebody. But that's another story. So
1: you're, you're kind of, if I understand this right, you're like a matchmaker for somebody that needs a, not, you know, because, you know, you hear a recruiter. It's like, okay, we're just trying to put a peg in this circle and blah, blah, blah. You're more of a, hey, you have a specific need, right, that involves like culture fit having the resume to be able to do it, having the skill sets to do it, having a personality and all that. So if I understand what you're saying is you'll go in, like, let, let's say I'm CEO of XYZ industry and I go, I need a new CFO, right? Mm-hmm. And this is our current position our current challenges. They give you this a job is, description. Right. It, this is where is we're at. This is where we want start. to go. Right. And you go in, you just don't talk to the CEO though. You go in and start talking to other people, right?
0: Oh yeah. 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 I want to I'll meet with I'll ask to meet with who else they're going to be J g- and Hawing with ideally and and tr- try to get that all right. And I did not come in through the recruiting world. Whit Smith about eight years ago uh, came uh, – asked to get together and he wanted to talk about uh, uh, me coming and working at the uh, offices there doing what he cl- characterized as doing what you do wandering around all the time anyway <laughs> and you'll get paid for it and you can continue doing your estate structuring and all that but just, just putting people together – so that's really what it is. It's, it's putting uh, – unfortunately, I've gotten also <laughs> backed into – I've put a few – more than a few couples together and uh, uh, a couple of them are, are married couples now. Well, I will have widows at social settings or, or uh, a, a, a divorcees that will come up to me, almost demanding. I understand you. You've taken care, you've done this for those, and I need. Well, wait a minute! Wait a minute! This is this is just happenstance. I just I just happened to remember this about them and this about them, and thinking, oh, they would be kind of fun to get together. And and that really is that really is it. It's that it's that um, amorphous, I guess. In so fact, you, I've talked with it a number of times. I said, you can't. You, you've got to. We've got to find something that is replicable in terms of having some some additional, even younger than me, staff, because you can't have 10 folks that take their own approach to this. Uh,
1: anyway, that's another story. So so you took what was something that you just, natu- just did naturally, mm-hmm. right? And something you were not just natural at, but really good at, and turned that into a business.
0: Kind of. I mean so it, it, what hap- will happen is uh sometimes uh I've worked with a number of companies that are new and fast growing relatively new like there's one that they've been around for 16 years now I've put over 20 people with them mostly engineers and we're we're not replacing someone we're they know they want to have somebody that can do these things Bart is with this company. Uh, they want to do these things. They don't really have a solid job description. They'll try to put one together, but we'll back into it. We'll we'll back into what what the ideal person is to help them further that that need. Give me an
1: example of what you're talking about. There. What do you mean by that?
0: Well, uh, in in one situation. They thought they needed somebody to be the director of development. And by the time we got done really figuring out what they wanted accomplished, it became the president, CEO of what would be a completely separate foundation. And they would end up hiring the directors of the philanthropy because – Finding someone who is has a background in philanthropy as a staff person or even as a, a, a director, they may not have the ability to get the whole big picture, where they will where they will uh, uh, be able to build a, an organization that is effective. And one of the people we already talked about has supercharged it and is absolutely not what they thought they were looking for. Technically, on paper,
1: so. Huh. Anyway. So what's your <clears throat> what would you say your process is when you go in and you're you know, like you said on a particular situation they were looking for a director of development, it was like, no, actually what you're needing to do is get a president.
0: I have my building. ears on big time and yeah. and uh, and I'll say well if if that's really what you want, here's here's the issues we're going to have. We can go outside the area to try and find somebody because there's not a lot of superstars that are what you're talking about, and and to some extent they're they're almost project managers because they'll be at, talking with you about raising money for this, and three years later they're talking about raising money for this, and then four years later they're uh, you're wanting to actually build an organization that will do this on a sustainable basis and that kind of thing. So it it is a matter of it's what I was as a as a banker and in the the estate planning and and all that. It's a, a consultative kind of approach. And we work together to figure out what is it you really need. I understand what you're saying you need because you had to try to codify it so you could verbalize it and put it out there maybe in a, a, a when you were when you were posting for it, that kind of thing. But now we need to figure out what is it you really want accomplished? Why has it been so hard to find someone that 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 not only fits that description but is gonna fit the organization? And and that way we sort of back into it from their side. And I'm very transparent on both sides. On both sides I'll 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 say, well, you know, there's there's uh, this characteristic of the of the entity you're going into and there's the here's here's the potential challenges here's the upside because you don't want somebody to be surprised and go two weeks later oh golly i didn't i didn't no one told me this and uh, and the same thing on the other side you know well uh they've got uh, they're having some issues they're dealing with personally this is going to take a little bit of patience but if you're if you're willing to To help – I mean you're willing to give them the space to get through that. They've got all these other characteristics and it could end up being gangbusters rather than they get in there and they find out weeks later. What's going on? Why are you so – why is this guy so – or gal so preoccupied where we want them 100 percent their – well, they have this this going on. It'll they'll get past it. It'll, you know, <clears> one <throat> kind of,
1: of the things of I find really interesting, and in, in fact, a, um, a, a recent example is: so I'm an impatient person. anybody uh-huh. that knows me, yeah, right. I sense a little emergency.
0: ADD, a little yeah,
1: right, yeah, yeah, like a squirrel yeah. on methamphetamines. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, and right. Uh, and so is if I can't find someone to do what I want. I'll just go build it myself, right? Sure. So, yeah. uh, so I've got now. I don't, haven't really. You and I haven't really caught up here, you know. Here, here you know, until, until today is. So I now have a real estate fund, and I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, on average, is I'm buying about a million dollars worth of property per week on average.
0: Residential, right? commercial,
1: yep. resident, single family, residential, rentals, sure, right. Uh, with, a, with a niche focus on off-campus student housing. Ah, okay. Right. right. And, uh, and so <clears throat> there was a void, right, of maintenance, mm-hmm. right, because we have a ma- not only supply chain issues in this country, but we have a major labor shortage. Right. And finding reliable labor, I finally got frustrated and said, you know what, I'm just going to build another company, Stacks Property Services, now as it is. To go service these properties and other properties that even I don't know, right? So called an old Marine Corps buddy of mine, Eric Kansmeyer, and said, "Hey, got an idea to build a business. Are you interested?" He's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Cool, let's do it." And he goes, "When do we start?" Yesterday. You know, I've already got a book of business. Let's get going. And
0: right? you know the guys on the, that have been doing this on this. Initially on the south side, and they had a TV program for a short period of time. For, oh, uh, for, for, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Jamie Ice, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah.
0: no, not only just no. Jamie, but there's also, um, oh my gosh, she's the same name as a, uh, a, 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 an icon in music from years ago. His
1: name escapes me, but I know yeah, you're yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Terrific folks, wonderful yeah. folks. But, so, so anyhow, in the process of, of doing this, right? So, anytime you, you're building something, right, is I've learned that what somebody says is not necessarily what they're trying to communicate. Exactly right,
0: and so same thing with selling. When you when someone, uh, the best realtors we had worked with years ago when we were buying our, our first house, we would say what we thought we wanted, and and uh, Pat Murphy and, and uh, she was a, a gal in Lake Forest, Illinois, and and well, and Paula Britton did it here too, where said what we wanted. Said, so what we definitely don't want. And after they got to know us, they they ended up, uh, in, in Paula Britton's case, we said we wanted to be right in town, right in the middle of the city here. Don't want to be, you know, almost walking distance downtown. And we like, and we went through all these things. And one day she's thrown us in the car. She says, I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up, and I'm going to take you. And we're driving out Camp Bowie. We're driving, and we're driving. And I said we're getting out of the central city here. You are taking us. Where are you taking us? She said, just, just fine. And she's keep pattering on conversationally to keep us occupied. And we come over a rise and there's a house on the corner in, in the back of Ridgely, above Vickery, on the bluff, looking out over nothing. Now it's all rooftops. And she brought us to a house that we were crazy about. She knew... What we wanted far better than we did, and I've had that with a couple of realtors over the over the years, and it is. It's that same kind of – it's an analogous kind of scenario, yeah.
1: But you know it's kind of funny is uh, – another example of that is – so for a couple of years, Laura and I were shopping around at different mountain towns because mm-hmm. we wanted to have a second home up in right. the mountains. We love the mountains. We love hiking, skiing, doing all that. And we had looked all across the U.S. Matter of fact, we kind of had our heart set on Big Sky, uh-huh. Montana. Right. Except for it's kind of a pain in the ass to get there. Get there. Right? right. Even though they got a direct flight, but if you're going to drive, that's like a 22-hour drive. Right. So anyhow, and then we looked all over Colorado, but I had never heard of Pagosa Springs. Oh, okay. And so we dropped off Maggie to Fort Collins, Colorado State University, we uh, we rented an Airbnb in Breckenridge mm-hmm. for seven nights, and then what we would do is we would trek out to different towns for the day to check them out, like Bell Beaver Creek, vale. Steamboat. I, could have, I couldn't Bre- come up with the oh yeah, name. yeah 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 in yeah, yeah. all these different places right yeah. And if we were about four nights in to our stay, and we'd come back to Breckenridge. And so this is this is kind of comical. This is how I found Pagosa Springs. So. Uh we, we came back and we had saw on one of the online reviews, TripAdvisor, Yelp, or one of those, it mm. said this sandwich place is like one of the best sandwich places on the planet. And I was like, cool. So we pull up to this building and you kind of go down into the basement. It's so small you can't eat in there. It's kind of like a to-go sandwich sure. place. So I go down there and I get my two sandwiches. And as I'm walking out, there is this tall, string bean, scraggly character – smelly character standing in the doorway. We would refer to them as a hippie. Ah, right. right. Well, if you're old enough. Who's stoned right. off of his <laughs> gourd, right? Yeah. And, uh, which, hey, I got nothing against that. Like, hey, man, you want to go smoke you do whatever? Hey, man, good for you, right? Good on you. But he's standing in the doorway. And I'm kind of like, hey, I need to get out the door here. And he takes one look at me, and he leans down, and he smells my sandwiches, Oh, and he goes, Hey, bruh, those are some good smelling sandwiches. And I'm like, thanks. Do you mind getting out of the way? And he was like, whoa, bro, no need to be violent. And of course, you know, you know in my background in the Marine oh, Corps yeah, and everything yeah, else. Yeah, I just yeah. took one look at him and I said, My friend, you have no idea what that word means to me. Please get out of my way. And he's like, Oh. You want to go? And his buddy who's standing behind him puts his hand on his shoulder and kind of gently pulls him out of the way. And he goes, that does not look like the character you want to have that conversation Mm -hmm, with. mm -hmm. So I go up. Now, you know me. Mr. Talks a lot. Mm -hmm. I get in the truck. I don't say a single word. And we drive back to the Airbnb. Haven't said a single word. So Laura's like, something's going on, right? She later said, she was like, because you're never quiet. We go inside the, the Airbnb. We eat our sandwiches. And after I get done, I said, how was the sandwich? She goes, I think it's the best sandwich I've ever had. She goes, how was your sandwich? And I said, I think also that's the best sandwich I've ever had. She goes, what's on your mind? I said, pack your stuff. We're leaving right now. And she was like, what? What the hell went on in a sandwich shop? I said, if it's off season and I'm dealing with dirty, smelly hippies getting sandwiches, I am damn sure not going to be here during peak season where there's going to be a flock of them. This town is not it. The surrounding area is not it. Let's leave. So as we were leaving, and she's like, but we have another three nights that we've already paid. I said, I don't care. Because I'm one of those people, when I make up my mind, I'm just I'm done. I just want to be out. So I, a friend, Chris Hamilton, not... Chris Hamilton, Plains Capital, Gus Bates. Now Hotchkiss, Chris Hamilton, but the other Chris and the one Hamilton I, the used one be I brought origin.
0: on the board of, but the one I got to BBVA and yeah. then
1: he came on the board. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the other Chris Hamilton, the Army vet Chris Hamilton used to oh, yeah, be at yeah. origin. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So he and I had known each other for long years, and I remember him saying he had a place in Southwest Colorado, and I never. So I called him and I was like, "Hey, where's your house?" And he goes, "He goes to Springs," and I was like, "Where is that?" And he goes, like, "Outside of Durango." Blah, blah blah. And I said, "Oh," and I was like, "Well, I'm leaving Breckenridge," and i um, Think I'm going to head that direction just to go stay a night to that way I could check that area of Colorado off. Sure, I said I was going to go stay a night. Where do you recommend that I stay? And he goes, Well, no one's using my house up there, go use my house. And I was like, Okay, we pull into Pagosa Springs, and hands down, before we had even stepped out of the vehicle, Laura and I looked at each other and we were like, Beautiful territory, this, yeah. Is yeah, yeah, it yeah. Yeah, right? right? And so one night turned into three nights at his house. So so the next day I called him and I said, "Hey, can I stay a couple extra nights?" He's like, "Absolutely." So then we're now we're house hunting. We were like, "This is it, right? Perfect." It's twenty five minutes from Wolf Creek. Go up there, and you have got some of that. It, it, Wolf Creek is gets more powder than almost any other mountain in Colorado. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't realize that. Durango's airport's forty five minutes away. With three direct flights to DFW every day, the town is small. There's only like two thousand living population there. Right, right. Sixty percent of the houses there are, are second homes. Right, and uh, a lot of Texans. A lot of Texans. <laughs> we we joke around and call it Texas 2.0. Yeah, right, yeah. and drive time it's only twelve hours doorstep to doorstep back. Right, yeah. so it's checked all the boxes of convenience. Beauty, not too big, whole nine yards. It has just enough restaurants, but not too many. Just enough shops, but not too many. So are you selling me this house? No, 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 no. no, no, <laughs> no I know. I know, but I'm right. telling you why, 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 <laughs> no, why, I know, why, I know. I, want, I know. Right. I'm kidding. Although, if yeah. you want to buy one after, yeah, you yeah, one. yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, so we get an agent up there, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Herity. Mm-hmm. and uh, and I said, hey, look, it's a second home, so I really don't want to spend a whole lot of money because it's just you know a, a, a destination for us. I really want to stay under 600000 because I wanted to stay under the jumbo loan, right? right. So I was yeah. like, hey, I'll throw hundred grand down cash, and then we'll just finance five hundred. And we're looking. We'd either find the house that we liked, but not the area, or we'd find the area that we liked, but not but the nothing. house, right? Mm-hmm. And so after a couple of visits, you know, going up there and looking around, and he looks at me and does the same thing, right? What we're talking about. Just because you say something is not necessarily what you're communicating. Right. And so we're up there, and we're looking around, and he goes, hey, I got one for us to go look at. And he goes, I think you're really going to like this house. And I said, whoa, 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 hold on, hero. This sounds like you're doing to me what I do to a lot of clients, which means it's going to be outside the 600 range, right? Because if it was within the 600 range, we would have already I've seen, seen this house, right. right? Yeah. He's like, let's just go take a look. i like, all right, man, but I'm telling you, I am stuck on my number. I am not going over 600. So we pull up to what is our now house. And I really didn't want anything bigger than 2,000 square feet. I just wanted a nice little house, had a little bit of a view. So I ended up buying a 4,000 square foot house. Ah. That uh, uh, the back patio faces Pagosa Peak. Yeah, yeah. Over there by Stevens Airfield. You know, like you were right, talking yeah, about uh, yeah. the basses flying right. in and out and everybody else flying or, Not the or, basses. No, this is uh, uh, Rocky. Rocky uh, yeah. flying in and Turkey. out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I see those jets coming in and out all the time. And and we walk in and, I mean, it's like, like Laura is like, whoa. And I turn around and I see the stars in her eyes. And I look at Mike and I say, you son of a bitch. I said, this is going to cost me more than 600 He goes, yeah. And I said, how much more? And he goes, the good news is they just did a price reduction. And I said, well, how big is the Delta? Well, it was a lot more. And I mean significantly more. But the good news, right, is I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. So we bought the house, right? Right. And now we close on it. You ready for this? Yeah. The week prior to the pandemic. Oh, no. So now the pandemic hits a week. Because we were up there moving stuff in here. We bought a bunch of furniture to take up there. And then the pandemic hits. And I'm like, oh. Because my first instinct, based on real estate history, is when things happen in the economy, typically the secondary market is the first one
0: to go. Well, except in this case,
1: it turns out to be reversed. It turned out to be a huge reversal. As a matter of fact, to the point that... Now, two years later, yeah. I could not buy the house right. for that well. price. Matter of fact, my called he's calling me once a month going, we could literally put this thing on the market. Now, we've done some updates and renovations and added some stuff to it. But he said, we could put this thing on the market for twice what you bought it for.
0: Very analogous. And we'd have multiple offers. Very analogous to what happened to our daughter and son-in-law, because they bought this place up the Hudson and the place back Back in that part of the world that it, it, you want to be is the um, uh, Hamptons. Well, after COVID hit, all of a sudden, the creative class that can't afford the Hamptons, they're all trying to get out of New York. And that whole area up the Hudson has lit up. And it's a very kind of similar yeah. a, a analogous. But you know what the moral of the story of all that is? What's it? Whether, whatever the, the services is you need, whatever it is you're working on, finding somebody who will take the time to listen yep. and really get to know their client well enough to be um, give value, valuable input, whether it's an attorney, a physician, realtor, what I do. and then you have to be willing to, to listen to them. That can make all the difference in the world, other because, than someone just laying product on you.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. because what somebody is saying is not necessarily what they're exactly. communicating. What right?
0: their their corporate speak is not. I mean, this was the case back in the days that I was doing the estate planning and, and and which was insurance based, you know, and and they would make decisions ten or fifteen years before when they had to first face these issues, and it would hurt their head because it wasn't their world. Well then they would sort of settle on that. And that would be what their road answer would be. 15 years later, now they're wealthy, they have all kinds of tax issues, they've got family issues, they've got all kinds of stuff, but they're still talking about what they were when it was they were 26 and had a pretty simple life and and uh, so you have to help, you have to help guide them through the the changes that have taken place in their life and 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 also Make it where it's 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 not uh, uh, some kind of of secret society speak. You have to you have to talk with Draw them. Out. Draw yeah, that Yeah, and, and 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 make sure you're being you're you're speaking with clarity for for them. They're doing something that's a whole different world.
1: So really, you're kind of like a tour guide,
0: in a way. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. somebody says, "I want to get a tour of Disneyland." And I want to go see this particular thing at Disneyland. And you help guide them Absolutely. to get there.
0: So there's there's a, a, a gal in, in town, uh, Carol Minker, who works at the travel business like her life depends on it. And it doesn't. She's just passionate about helping folks and, and, and the travel experience. I mean, it was a perfect example. Because over the years when we'll say, well, we want to go and we want to – You know, this this is where we think we want to go, and this is what we want to have. And because she knows this very well, she knows really what we really are trying to uh, to verbalize. That is is a is more of a an impression slash construct in our minds, and she's a master at it. And and uh, so you can find those folks in almost every service and industry. uh, And when you do, it's worth. Keeping them uh, in your rolodex, <laughs> I'm dating myself, so that uh, in your mental rolodex, <laughs> so so that uh, you can save a lot of time and energy na- uh, 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 in, instead of learning by trial and error with you know a, a chain of, of, of folks. You've got the person that that understands, has taken the time to understand you and what what you're really about, and and that's. That's kind of what what you have done. That's kind of what you're doing with your with your podcast. Yes, is, yeah. is um, you're, you're, that's why I say it's really awkward to be on the
1: to be other, on the opposite other side. Other side. Right? You know, I'm usually asking <laughs> questions here, but uh, anyway. So, so let me ask you this, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go back to twenty year old self. Okay, back in 1922. And uh, if you could go back, we would all want to tell ourselves 8 million things if we could turn back time. But if there was, if you could open up a window to go back for five minutes and you could tell yourself only one thing, do or don't do this. What is the one thing you would tell 20-year-old self? 20-year-old Bob, what would you go back in time and tell 20-year-old Bob? I mean, avoid the dinosaurs naturally, but, you know.
0: You know, value people for who and what they are, be open to the aspect that not everybody has the same worldview. not everybody comes at things from the same uh, uh, standpoint, but they can have very valid and, and, and you can learn a lot from someone else's way of approaching things and not be so, not be focused on the superficial aspects of Living to, up to others' expectations, which may be um, especially others' superficial expectations, which can be a, a lot of wasted energy and blind alley and all that kind of thing. Anyway, uh, I don't know. if That's not Sam, very no. descriptive.
1: No, no. You know, the funny thing is, is I've I'm a year and a half into doing this show. Drop an episode every Tuesday. I think we've had like I think we sixty or seventy episodes that have dropped. Wow. Right. Yeah. And I ask that question at the end of every one of these shows and you know to date no one has ever given the same answer.
0: Well that's wonderful. Yeah. Cuz it you know, means it's candid. That's right? what exactly what, yep. what you know you're you're learning how all these different people approach approach these things and what has become really important cuz you're talking with people that have probably, generally speaking, earned earned some wisdom. You're probably not talking with a lot of 26-year-olds or 29-year-olds. We
1: have a few of those in yeah, here. Not yeah. as many, right? Right, right. You know, I do by far think that you are the oldest that's come in here. So you have that trophy.
0: Absolutely in- not. <laughs> Bill Kressler has done this. So let's say Tony Ford. Right. He could be
1: my father. No, he's not. He's younger <laughs> than you. What are yeah, you talking yeah, about? What are yeah, you talking yeah. about? So, so, all right. So, I'm the decision maker in a company. Okay. Right? Yep. I am, you know, the the captain of industry, as yes. you were talking about. And I have a need. How do I get a hold of you for the audience? Uh,
0: the Whitney Smith Company. Okay. Yeah, just, uh, it, it's all over the place. You just... Uh, and on LinkedIn, right? And on LinkedIn. Right. Yes. Uh, so we'll put these
1: links on, on, on there. So Whitney Smith and your LinkedIn. And uh, so that way, if somebody needs to fill a void, they, they can call you to... Yes. Right. I, I
0: I have to admit that I am far more an in-person, you know, the, the, the term that's work-to-death networking kind of thing. But that's... Yeah. I mean, that is how... How I generally find myself in retrospect, how I I operate, and and it may be there may be somebody. Well, uh, I ran into somebody on the street here about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, and we're chatting. hadn't seen him in a while, and he said, "Yeah," he said, "How is the business? How's how's the how is the market out there?" And I said, "Well, there's some some of the areas are hot, hot, hot. Like banking, banking has gotten crazy. There's so many new banks in the area. So many. And He said, "Ah." Oh, you know what? I'm going to need uh, um, X kind of person, and and that was just a conversation. But then over the next week or so, that was floating around up here, and uh, I, I had a, a a trigger of somebody that I know him, and I know who he's got in his arena. You know that that what their culture is, and I know somebody that would be terrific. Well, they're not looking for a position. But it would be a great match, and that's that is that is characteristic of how how this generally happens. It's very seldom because uh, you know I did a program not unlike this that uh, Jim Camp and Pat Riddell have a daily business program, and they asked me to do this, and I did have one person out of this immense audience that, that you know that contacted me, and we ended up uh, doing some business. That's a really I'm going to say I one off now. I mean, you're connecting a whole lot of people with a whole lot of other people. It's just not generally how I don't advertise. Uh, the Whitney Smith Company doesn't advertise. It is it is all kind of word of mouth and and through through connections and all that kind of thing.
1: So if you're the decision maker and you're out here listening to my show today and you need Bob's services and you didn't have time to write down where to go, you can always go to our website, my experienced. That's experience with an ED, realtor.com, myexperiencerealtor.com. Click on podcast, scroll down to Bob Mitchell, and we'll have all his links where you can get a hold of them there. And of course, if you're looking to buy and sell real estate anywhere on the planet, go to the homepage, click find a trusted professional, and we'll take care of you. Bob, thank you for coming on. Thank the you. Show. This is a-